When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to the Arsenal Way. And yes, we have a special show of the Daily Arsenal Agenda Show, your daily show from Monday to Friday, 10am. And of course, we have to talk about the special announcement that we were blessed to wake up with as Gabriel Jesus has officially been announced as an Arsenal player. And to join me to speak about this wonderful signing, I've got Kaya Kainat. Kaya, how are you, mate? I'm good, man. Thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm excellent. I'm excellent. We've got Umar Chaudhry as well. Umar, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, Bailey. Hope everyone's well and hope everyone's, yeah, must be well, especially after the news this morning. Absolutely. And last but not least, Chris Davidson. Chris, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you, Bailey. Good morning to yourself, Umar, Kaya and everyone tuning in this morning. Yeah, um, an exciting start to the day. Absolutely. Good morning to everyone in the comments section too. But Kaya, I'm going to come to you first and let's speak about the, the announcement. It's been a long time coming, hasn't it, for Gabriel Jesus? Yeah, uh, just a bit. I, th- I think, when did we all confirm it? Um, uh, it was sometime last week that um, Arsenal more or less confirmed that uh, Gabriel Jesus had signed for us, uh, for the club. I mean, fantastic piece of business. I think it's just, yeah, a long time coming. But it's something we've known about for a very long time. Uh, he's a really good addition. I'm sure we'll get onto the specifics of why he's such a good player. Uh, there's plenty of time to talk about that. But I, I think, yeah. I'm not quite sure why uh, it took so long. It's interesting that Man City have um, signed Calvin Phillips today, confirmed that. I don't know if they were maybe linked somehow, some sort of weird financial fair play things, but that's just complete guessing conjecture uh, on my part. I think Arsenal, they like to sort of make sure all the the media strategy and the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, excellent addition. Mikel Arteta is very happy about this one. (coughs) Eddie's very happy about this one. I think everyone at the club, when you speak to them, is delighted about this signing. I think he's a player who really elevates the position that Arsenal had. They've obviously made, um, this is their fourth signing this summer, but this is the first one when you look at a position in the squad where there was an area of weakness. I know Eddie Nketiah signed his contract extension. I think that's a really good piece of business, but there was a need for more depth and um, Jesus just elevates that centre-forward position another level. Such a good signing and I think there's very few negatives to spin at this point about the Gabriel Jesus signing. I think I think Arsenal fans are very excited and I think they're right to be. Absolutely. Very few negatives indeed. Umar, before the before the transfer was announced, of course, there was worries that Tottenham were sweeping in. Chelsea were also looking to, to, to potentially make another hijacking transfer. Were you worried along this line? Because I know it's been a long, long process. I believe it was late April that we understood that Arsenal were interested in Gabriel Jesus. But was there ever a worry for you that he would not be a player in a red and white shirt? Not really. I think the groundwork, most of it was done. I think um, Mikel Arteta, his relationship with Gabriel Jesus um, was a big factor in this deal. The fact that he's um, worked under him, Jesus has worked under him when Arteta was working alongside Pep Guardiola. I think that was a good sign. But I think this deal has been in the pipeline for many months now. But the fact that it's over the line, the fact that he's in an Arsenal shirt, it's, it's great to see. 
And I think, obviously, with what Fabrizio Romano touched on this morning, that a lot of teams, I think three, were rumoured to be apparently trying to hijack the deal. But Gabriel Jesus um, resisted those temptations is a positive thing because you want players who want to play for the uh, team. You want players who want to wear this shirt. And obviously, we're going to touch on later on with the likes of Lissandro Martinez, um, his future. But the fact that Gabriel Jesus wants to be here and the fact that he's rejected those teams is a positive. So, yeah, I'm over the moon. Absolutely. Over the moon indeed. And Chris, just give me your reaction on the Gabriel Jesus transfer. Is this a striker that Arsenal needs to sign? Was he, is he the man to take the club forward? Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, in terms of if, if we needed him or not, it's, um, you know, uh, unquestionable, really. Obviously, you know, the, the number nine position, that, that striker position was an area which the club undoubtedly had to strengthen this summer. Um, obviously, to begin with, there were the question marks over, you know, whether or not we needed two strikers, um, not just one, but obviously Eddie Inketi has now extended his contract. He's our new number 14 and uh, now Gabriel Jesus has joined him and he's our new number nine. So, yeah, no, it, it's a really good deal. I think £45 million in today's market for a player of his stature is, is good going as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I think we've got a really top player on our hands. And it's not just about goals with Jesus. It's about his style of play, his his work ethic, you know, what he, the other qualities that he brings on and off the pitch. Um, and I think, obviously, his relationship with Mikel Arteta... Um, will we'll, we'll go a long way as well in terms of him reaching the next level, taking his game to another level. So um, really, really excited. Um, obviously, watched a few clips of his interview this morning and his first day at the Emirates, his first day at the Emirates Stadium. And, um, you know, his, his character, his personality, his attitude, everything you want in an Arsenal player. I think that's, uh, you know, another reason why Mikel Arteta was so keen on bringing it, him in because he brings the qualities off the pitch as well. He's going to be a great sort of... Um, uh, mentor for the younger players and for the, the more experienced players as well because he's a player that's been there he's done it um at, at the highest level and um yeah i think he'll he'll improve not just the, the the performances on the pitch but the uh the mentality the personality within the dressing room as well absolutely kyle i'm going to play devil's advocate here now throughout last season manchester city fans players pundits were complaining that manchester city did have a striker in the ranks. I remember players like Phil Foden were coming out to say there wasn't a striker in the squad who could help us. So Haaland coming in would, would benefit them. But they had Gabriel Jesus in the squad. Is that something Arsenal fans should be worried about? Or is it because Manchester City were simply playing a, a different system? I don't think Arsenal fans should be too worried about that. I think it's something that it's just sort of... Um... Maybe it was made a bit more of an issue than it was. Man City scored 99 goals in the Premier League last season. If Arsenal managed that, I think we'd all be quite happy with it. I don't think anyone really cares too much about where they come from as long as they they come. Uh, Gabriel Jesus was played on the right wing for Manchester City. There's reasons behind that. They're quite interesting, actually. So after the 2018 World Cup, uh, he went to the Brazil World, uh, to the World Cup in Russia as Brazil starting number nine. Didn't score a goal and was crucified in the press for it in Brazil. He sort of suffered quite a bit of trauma from that. He he struggled after it and sort of wanted to be taken away from the central striking position because when he was coming up through the ranks, he was he was always a winger and then he got thrown in at Palmeiras as a, a centre forward and it just sort of stuck. So he's not a player who started off as a centre forward. I, I found it really interesting actually this morning that in his interview he was like. I'm here to play as a number nine. I'm here to play as a striker. That's what my position is. I can play, you know, various different ones, but I'm, I'm a striker. So that's another one that's interesting. Again, I think I mentioned it on uh, one of these streams before, but World Cup again is coming up uh, in December. 
he'll want to prove that he can play centre forward for a top club in Europe and get his chances increased of going to that World Cup. So, yeah, I think as far as he's concerned, it's a fantastic opportunity to prove those doubters wrong. Everyone back in Brazil who says he's not really a striker, lots of people here who say he's not a great finisher, although if you look at some of his finishing, the clips that have been going around this morning, and if you look at his minutes to to goal ratio, it's pretty impressive. You have to remember that a lot of his appearances at Manchester City have been off the bench just because of how deep their squad is. That doesn't mean he's a bad player. I mean, £100 million Jack Grealish sits on the bench. Phil Foden sits on the bench sometimes. Kevin De Bruyne sits on the bench sometimes at Man City. It doesn't mean they're bad players. So, no, I'm not too worried about that. I, I, I kind of forget why people are putting two and two together there, but I think they're making five. I don't think that's really a an issue. I think I think it will be proven that Gabriel Jesus is a, a good goal scorer. And, you know, there aren't that many 30-plus strikers around at the minute. So if you looked at players Arsenal could realistically get this summer, Jesus is definitely up there. And if he finishes the season with 20-odd goals, I think everyone will be quite happy with that. If you consider that Nketiah will chip in, Saka will probably get more goals, Martinelli will probably get more goals, Smith Rowe was a fantastic finisher last season, Fabio Vieira can score... Uh, Martin Odegaard will want to be adding to his goal tally. So there's there's goals in this Arsenal team now, which is exciting because it wasn't the case as much last season when Alexander Lacazette was leading the strike line. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Jesus is the ideal striker. I think he will definitely elevate the team. But Umar, let's look at this now. Manchester City have Haaland. Liverpool have Darwin Nunez. Manchester United at the moment have Cristiano Ronaldo. At the moment, I should say. Um, Tottenham have Harry Kane and Chelsea have Kai Havertz. With Gabriel Jesus now an Arsenal striker, in terms of firepower up front, where does this rank Arsenal amongst the top six teams? Obviously, when you look on paper, um, it's going to be a bit difficult when you compare him to the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo, who's done it for the Premier League at the highest level in Europe. But I think Gabriel Jesus will surprise a lot of fans next season i think he's the type of signing as kaya touched on at man city he had the role at times he was played on the flank at times he was played when pep guardiola was a bit more defensive in terms of formation so he was never an out and out striker but at arsenal as he's touched on already in his interview he wants to be the focal point he wants to be the main man at arsenal and he'll have that uh, with Mikel Arteta. so I'm expecting a big season for him, to be honest. I think with the attacking um, players that we have behind him, the likes of Bakayo Saka, um, Fabio Vieira has just come in, Martin Odegaard, Emil Smith-Rowe, I think we'll create chances for him. And it's just about him putting in the back of the net. And he's showing at the back end of last season in the Champions League, when they were playing against Real Madrid, those four goals against Watford, that he can put the ball in the back of the net. And I think he's a very good player. He's 25 years old. It's, it's a baby in my eyes. He's not even really hit his peak. He's got the World Cup around the corner and that's going to be a driving ambition for him to basically put himself in in the thoughts of the manager because obviously Richarlison at the moment at times he plays that number nine position for Brazil. But I'm expecting a big season for Gabriel Jesus. I think a lot of fans will be pleasantly surprised because I think he's just got that... When you look, he's an Arsenal type of striker. And I think there's more to come for him. When you look at Raheem Sterling, who's set to go to Chelsea, I think that might be a move that may not work out because Raheem Sterling, he he's done it all. He was a big player at Manchester City. But I don't think Gabriel Jesus was never the main man at Manchester City. He was a man you can rely on. But Arsenal, he's going to be the man of the moment. So I, I believe in him. Absolutely. We shall see what a signing Gabriel Jesus will be. And yeah, we shall see if he does succeed. I do believe in him too, Uwa. But let's move away from the announcement for a little bit. Let's touch on other chances that well could be 
their way through the door in the next few weeks or so, even the next week or so. I reckon we will know more about Lissandro Martinez in particular, Chris. Now, it seemed Arsenal were the front runners for his signing a couple of weeks ago. Of course, it was quite a surprise to everyone when he did, when Arsenal did reportedly, according to the Athletics, submit a bid, but it was obviously rejected. Now, Manchester United are also in the frame, of course. Lissandro Martinez has, has the has the links with Eric Ten Hag. And it looks like that could be his preference. Chris, are you worried about this deal? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's still up in the air a little bit at the moment. It seems nothing definite as of yet. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, Manchester United, the main competition, it seems, for Arsenal. And along with that competition is obviously Eric Ten Hag, probably at the heart of this potential deal for, for, for United. Um, obviously, the manager that worked with him so closely at Ajax, they know each other very well. Again, I mean, we've been talking about Jesus and Arteta and how key that relationship was to this deal. Um, obviously, then you've got Ten Hag and, and Martinez from their time at Ajax, and now the, you know Ten Hag wants to be reunited with him. So, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's a deal that could go either way, really. Um, the reports seem to suggest that the player wants to move to the Premier League, you know, regardless of who that that's with at, at the moment. Um, I'm sure maybe uh, you know, obviously he's a, he's going to be a player that's new to England, new to the Premier League. So if he has the opportunity to work with someone he's familiar with, um, which obviously would be Ten Hag, then uh, yeah, it could um, it could prove crucial, absolutely. But you know, as we've seen before with Arsenal, not not just in this window, but in previous windows before, you know, we, we, we've got still got a massive pool, regardless of where we've we've uh, finished in the league or, or how sort of you know sort of the struggles we've been going through, should I say, in, in recent years and recent seasons, we're still a massive football club. And um, you know we've 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 sort of continued to prove that with the additions of of Vieira and and especially Jesus as well. So um, you know the the signs are there. It's as clear as day that we're we're acting like an ambitious football club. The the, the project has a very clear vision. Um, everyone knows where we want to be, where we where we want to be competing, and who we want to be competing against. You know. Um, and uh, it's exciting times for the football club and an exciting young football team has been put together. So, um, you know, yeah, I think obviously there's still a good chance we can convince him to join over Man Manchester United. But, um, yeah, Ten Hag could be crucial in this. Um, but as we've seen, Arteta can be very convincing as well. So, yeah, um, I think we'll, we'll learn more, the, more this week. Um, I think it's been suggested that Arsenal could go back in and, and, and continue talks with the players' camp, etc. So we'll have to see how this develops. Um, but yeah, it could go either way, I think. Absolutely, it could go either way indeed. Guys, make sure to leave your questions in the comment box because we will be answering them towards the end of the show. So let us know what you want to, when you ask us, and I'm sure we'll come to them. Um, Kai, just moving on to another topic now. Of course, we signed Gabriel Jesus, and we've also been linked to Serge Nabri, or fans, anyway, have wanted to link us to Serge Nabri, but um, Fabrizio Romano did say that we have no interest in signing him. Kai, how important is it that we sign another forward or another winger to, uh, to, in addition to Gabriel Jesus, or do we need to sign an, another winger who has more goals to his game? Yeah, we've reported on Football London as well that uh, Arsenal aren't interested in, in Serge Nabry because uh, not in, not interested, but like he's not one of their targets this this summer just because I think his wages are way out of Arsenal's ballpark. Um, I don't think he necessarily wants to come to a Europa League team. So there's lots of reasons why I think the Serge Nabry deal won't happen, unfortunately, as much as we'd all like to see a player of that quality return to the Emirates. Um, 
As for the importance of signing another forwards, good question. Me, myself, I'd like to see a bit more strength and depth on that right-hand side if Nicola Pepe is going to go, which looks likely. I know he played in that behind-closed-doors friendly against Ipswich over the weekend, but I don't think that's a sign that he's going to stay because Hector Bellerin played in that. He's probably not going to stay. Ains Smith-Nars played in that. He's probably not going to stay. And there's plenty of others who are in a similar boat. Pablo Marie's another one who springs to mind right now. So um, I, I'd, I'd say pretty high on the agenda. I wouldn't say it's... it's Well, I suppose they've got the striker now. But for me, I, I think... That, that left-sided uh, sort of player like Alessandro Martinez would be a fantastic addition to the squad. So I, I'd look to maybe, if I was prioritising, I'd try and get that deal done. But I, I don't necessarily think it's always a case of sort of chronologically, you, you go via priority. Otherwise, Fabio Vieira probably would have been one of the last signings Arsenal made this summer. I think it's just a case of when, um, when the players are available. I think a player like Rafinha, for example, would be a fantastic addition if he does come, but I don't I don't really know what's going on there at the minute just because Chelsea and Barcelona are both interested. So tricky. Uh, definitely lots of good players out there. What I would say is if Arsenal do miss out on a right winger, um, winger is probably the position in world football where there are the most sort of highly concentrated number of good players. And I think Arsenal will, will have targets beyond Rafinha who they'll be looking at. Unfortunately, though, Serge Nabry isn't one of those. Absolutely. I'm going to stick with you here, Kai, as we're going to touch on to the, to the uh, viewers' comments section and uh, the questions, sorry, from the comments section. And Marcus Comfort asks, so realistically, who do you believe Arsenal's next signing will be? Uh, who will be Arsenal's next signing? Good question. Well, um, uh, that's a tough one. Uh, you're asking in terms of chronology, I guess in terms of the links and just the, the way um, things are going. I know Arsenal are keen to try and get as much business done before they head off for pre-season. So I'll, I'll say that much. Uh, July 13th is when they head off to the States for the pre-season tour. July the 11th is when all the players who are on international duty were expect, are expected back. So that's when we'll see the likes of Gabriel Jesus coming for his first uh, training sessions, that kind of stuff. Ah, uh, who will be the next signing? It's difficult to to commit. I'd say in terms of which one's more advanced at the minute between because the two sort of big links are Rafinha and Martinez. I'd probably say Martinez is the more advanced of the two, just based on what I've heard and um, speaking to people around the club. But uh, that's sort of don't don't hold me to that because things change very quickly. Absolutely, things do change very quickly indeed. Umar. Brighton asked, why are we not going for Frankie De Jong? Personally, I've said this throughout the year, that Frankie De Jong would be the perfect midfielder for Arsenal. But I believe, personally, I think it's due to his extensive uh, fee. And, of course, us not, not playing in the Champions League will make it difficult. But, Umar, from your side of things, why are we not going in for Frankie De Jong? You've just touched on that. I think Champions League football does play um, a big factor in this. But... Even Manchester United, they're struggling to get this deal over the line. It's like Frankie de Jong is being held hostage and he doesn't want to go to Manchester United. And they're trying to either push him out the door or tell him to take a reduced salary. So I think it's, it will be a difficult deal because I think his heart is set on staying at Barcelona. Obviously, with the financial situation they have at the moment, they have to think about selling players, especially if they're looking to target the likes of Rafinha, Robin Lewandowski and so forth. But I think... In hindsight, if we were to get Champions League football, it would be the perfect signing in, in our mid middle of the park. But I think the likes of Yuri Tillemans, I, I still want him at Arsenal because I think for £25 million, I think it's peanuts for a player who is Premier League proven, for a player who does want to come to Arsenal, especially if, during the last few um, days, reports are saying that he's got his heart set on moving to Arsenal. So if we can bring a player like him in the door, I think it would be a good signing. And 
look at Sambi Lokonga against Ipswich Town. I thought he was a, he had a fantastic game in that number eight advanced position. So I think we got good options in midfield, but if we can get one player who can just add something different to the likes of Shaka, Party, Lokonga, I think I think we'd have enough. Yeah, absolutely. And Chris, we started the show talking talking about Gabriel Jesus. So we'll end the show on a question question about Gabriel Jesus. And King Say asks, how many goals can we expect from Jesus in the Premier League as he has never started more than 22 Premier League games in one campaign? Yeah, I mean, it's it's important to remember that, isn't it? And I think now he's coming in to be Arsenal's main guy up front. Uh, I can see him scoring at least 20 goals uh, in, in the league, uh, you know, and uh, people may say that's that's ambitious. Um, look, obviously, we don't know, of course, how 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 sort of quick he'll start an Arsenal shirt. Um, but, I, I, you know, having that, that main role um, up front as our number nine, I think, can go a long way. Um, he'll have consistency, he'll have a little bit of confidence as well. And, um, yeah, I would like to, to think, you know, he can reach that sort of that figure. You know, obviously, Lacazette, I think he failed to score more than 14 league goals um, throughout his Arsenal career. So, you know, if we can get past that and, you know, we, we head towards the, the 20 mark and, and, and aim as high as possible, then I'll be very pleased for that, um, especially if he can obviously do that in his sort of debut season for us. So, um, yeah, you, you've got to aim big. You've got to aim as high as possible. He's a big sign and. Um, and he's capable of it. I think, you know, that's what we've got to, to, to remember. He is capable of scoring goals. Um, and, you know, OK, if he had, because he hasn't reached that, that sort of number with City in the league, you know, you, you said it there, Bailey, and as that comment pointed out, you know, he hasn't always consistently played as a number nine. He's played out wide. You know, obviously, to begin with, when he first joined the club, he was competing with, with Sergio Aguero, who was obviously the regular. You know, there's lots of different factors in there. Why Gabriel Jesus maybe hasn't scored as many goals as you would think um, but as he's pre previously shown as he's proven if he's given the chances if he's given that consistency um, or consistent game time sorry in that number nine position he can score goals he will score goals and I think you know with him having that role here at Arsenal now, that, that consistency in the players that he's got around them, the likes of Martin Odegaard, Gabriel Martinelli, Bakao Saka, Fabio Vieira, potentially some new other names but later on in the window as well. There's no reason why he, he can't reach at least 20 goals a season. Absolutely, absolutely. We are going to end the show there, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Before we do, I have to thank the guests, of course. Kaya, as always, thank you for jumping on, mate. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Uma, also. Thank you, and thank you for everyone tuning in. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Bailey, mate. Pleasure as always. Thank you, Kyra and Umar. And, of course, thank you to everyone tuning in this morning. I hope everyone has a great day. Absolutely. If you want to see more from the guys, make sure to follow them on Twitter. You can see where they're at is below, so make sure to do that. If you've liked the video, make sure to leave a like and subscribe to the channel. Leave your comments about your thoughts on the signing of Gabriel Jesus. How excited are you? And how many goals do you think he'll score this season? Let us know in the comment section below. This has been the Arsenal way. And most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh,